0: This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals.
1: The information presented is for general educational purposes only and should not be used as professional medical advice or for the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions. The views and opinions expressed do not represent the views and opinions of our employer or any affiliated institution. Expressed opinions are based on scientific facts under certain conditions and subject to certain assumptions and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including but not limited to the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions, or in any legal proceeding.
0: Full terms and conditions can be found at PortableBeads.com. And now on to the episode. and welcome to Portable Peeps The Pediatric Board Review Podcast. I'm your host Ryan and with me again today as always is the wonderful Liz Grogan. Hi everybody. We've got another great case for you today continuing our month on oncology. Again these cases are written by our own Sam DeMarsh and today we have a case on abdominal masses. So let's jump into it. So an 18 month old male presents to urgent care with his mother. She's concerned about a head injury because he has two black eyes and his eyes have been moving abnormally over the past week. No known trauma, Additionally, she feels he may have a bigger belly than before and looks thinner. Vital signs show a temp of 101 Fahrenheit, a heart rate of 120 beats per minute, blood pressure of 110 over 70, and a respiratory rate of 20 breaths per minute. On physical exam, you note a protuberant, tender abdomen with a palpable, immobile mass on the right side that extends to the left, along with periorbital bruising on the right and saccadic eye movements. What is the most likely diagnosis for this child? Is it A, Wilms tumor? Is it B, non-accidental trauma? Is it C, leukemia? Is it D, neuroblastoma? Or is it E, hepatoblastoma? Take a sec to read the case if you need it. It's in the show notes, and we'll be back in a sec. Alright, so the answer to this one is D. So we have all the abdominal tumors and then some. So first we're going to talk about Wilms' tumor. Some of the clinical features that are inconsistent with Wilms' tumor in this specific case is that the mass crosses midline, which Wilms' tumor typically doesn't, and constitutional symptoms are present in this case, which is much less likely with Wilms. Wilms is more likely to present with a well-appearing, asymptomatic child found to have an abdominal mass. So if symptoms are present, they tend to be urinary symptoms, such as hematuria, frequency, and incontinence. Wilms tumors have a slight predilection for female over males, and African-American patients over other races. It also has the highest rates of association with congenital malformation syndromes, at 10% of all Wilms tumors. The most common congenital malformation syndromes are Beckwith-Weedman, isolated hemihypertrophy, WAGR, spelled W-A-G-R, which stands for Wilms tumor, aniridia, and GU abnormalities, and dennis Drash syndrome, which is nephropathy, Wilms tumor, and gonadal dysgenesis. Typical age diagnosis is younger for bilateral disease, like 29 to 32 months, and slightly older for unilateral disease, 41 to 46 months. Now, Liz, you want to talk about the other answer choices?
1: Sure. So answer choice B was non-accidental trauma. While this needs to be rolled out, the rest of the presentation is not consistent. Ensuring safe spaces in the home and daycare is of utmost importance, but there is also systemic disease process occurring in this case. Two things can be true at once in very unfortunate cases, and the mother's concern should be evaluated, but that should not delay medical workup as well. Answer choice C was leukemia, and you guys should be experts in this presentation now after our case last week. The features present in this case that are inconsistent with leukemia are the presence of an abdominal mass, as many kids may have hepato or splenomegaly, but no distinct abdominal masses, Petechiae or bruising is common in leukemia, but periorbital is less so. Typically, the child with leukemia will present with non-isolated petechiae and bruising. Fatigue, weakness, infection, fevers, refusing to walk, and or swollen lymph nodes are other common symptoms. So answer choice D was our correct answer, and this is neuroblastoma. Neuroblastoma can present as a fixed, immobile abdominal mass that can cross midline and have constitutional symptoms, including fatigue, fever, and weight loss. It has two perineoplastic syndromes associated with it. These are opsoclonus myoclonus and VIP syndrome. Opsoclonus myoclonus is present in 2 to 3% of patients with neuroblastoma, and it can be described as myoclonus, ataxia, and opsoclonus, which is rapid, chaotic eye movements. While this is more common in low-stage and low-risk neuroblastoma, 80% of these patients will have long-term cognitive and motor delays, language deficits, and behavioral problems. VIP, or vasoactive intestinal peptide syndrome, stems from the neuroblastoma tumor secreting VIP. This will often present with watery diarrhea, a distended abdomen, and dehydration, and it is resolved when the tumor is resected. Also, are there a patient did not show it? Don't forget about the potential for cutaneous manifestations of neuroblastoma, which will present as a bluish nodule.
0: And to round out our talk, our last answer choice was hepatoblastoma. So although this is not the correct answer, it is the most common malignant liver tumor in children. The mean age at diagnosis is 19 months, with a slight predilection for males over females and Caucasians over other races. Typically, these patients are asymptomatic at presentation, and they're found to have an abdominal mass, but they can present with severe abdominal pain and anemia from tumor rupture and from hemorrhage. Most cases are sporadic, but they can be associated with other syndromes such as Beckwith-Wiedemann syndrome, familial adenomatous polyposis, and trisomy 18. Alice, any closing thoughts?
1: Sure. So I think it's also a good idea to think about solid tumors in terms of the most common occurrence by age. In newborns to children less than one year old, think about neuroblastoma, mesoblastic nephroma, which is fetal renal hamartoma, hepatoblastoma, and Wilms tumor or nephroblastoma. In infants who are one to three years old think of neuroblastoma, Wilms tumor, and hepatoblastoma. In children, or those who are 3 to 11 years old, think about neuroblastoma, Wilms tumor, and rhabdomyosarcoma. And then in the adolescent and young adult population, or those who are 12 to 21 years old, think about germ cell tumor, soft tissue sarcomas, and hepatocellular carcinomas, which are much more common.
0: Well, that'll about do it for this week's episode. Next week, we have another solid tumor case, but this time we're focusing on bony lesions. Again, this case will be written by the wonderful Samantha DeMarsh. As far as our call to action this week, we'd love to hear from you guys. Send us an email, portablepeds at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any topics you'd like us to cover or any comments or suggestions on how to make the podcast better. But that'll about do it for this week. Catch you next time. Happy studying. Bye,
1: okay. guys.